Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. Wake up. On a shucky ducky kind of day. He's bare chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm f***ing up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. It was an act of pure evil. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. These in your... We're in a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today on a Tuesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. A. Tom Petty. B. Everybody did anything brave, kind, decent, generous, etc. in Las Vegas. Hell of a lot more good people than bad. Plenty of bad people, though. And it doesn't take many bad people as a problem. Nope. The sucky part. Uh, welcome to the show. How you doing? How's everybody doing? Everybody good? No? You're not? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I ate too much pumpkin pie last night. That's what I've got. I've got a pumpkin pie hangover. My, my, my wife, I almost said my mom. My wife made a homemade pumpkin pie. And I'm telling you what, if you cannot eat too much homemade pumpkin pie, you're a stronger man than I am. What's more disturbing, calling your wife your mom or your mom your wife? I think it's clearly the latter. I've never done that. I think it is clearly the latter. I've never accidentally done that. Yeah. Why does that oh, wow. sound? The, the, the first is no treat, but the second is a... Yeah. Well, that would make you a mother blinker, you know? It's a, <laughs> come on now. Oh, boy. You know what we're... What we're going to do today is study the world! Study the world? I'm going to study the world. Yeah, study the world. Yeah, it seems like a good idea. Something to do. There's a lot of news that happened over the weekend that didn't get talked about at all yesterday because of the horrifying story. And, um, yeah, so we'll get caught up on everything. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michael Angelo. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. I was very sad to see uh, Tom Petty pass away, and I love his music, and um, I'm going to be playing Tom Petty bumpers throughout the show. That, that's okay, guys. That's awesome. Oh, that's fantastic, and, Michael. Uh, that'd and, be great. But I've heard a couple of your uh, your media, you know, Tom Petty has died at the age of 66 type stories, and most of them I find completely useless for people who don't know or care about Tom Petty. There's no point in doing it. Correct. And for the people who do are into Tom Petty, they're just so 
just just watered down short nothing oh, yeah. that you anger them so you make sure. nobody happy. I really want to hear a lecture on what Morning Joe thought of Tom Petty. <laughs> well, uh, I really need that. <laughs> for instance. Well, I was just thinking about the very short, like I heard yeah. NPR do like a 15 second. He was known for such hits as I Won't Back Down and Refugee. Well, <laughs> if you're not into his music, it meant nothing. And if you well, are into your music, interesting, and if you are into his music, right. you think, what? <laughs> That's what you have to say about Tom Petty. <laughs> right, right. Perhaps the greatest American songwriter known for Refugee and other hits. Ah, okay, great. Super. So you made no, you satisfied no one with that. Anyway, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Yeah, well, Monday got off to a uh, rough start for the week with the news of Tom Petty, but I, uh, I I celebrated the only way I knew how. I just put on Tom Petty. I turned it as loud as I could and listened to a ton of it yesterday. Awesome. And hot damn, I love so many of his songs. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen him live in concert one time. Uh, there was actually an opportunity where he was uh, he was just wrapped up his 40th anniversary tour. Uh, he came through. I wasn't able to, to snag tickets, but I'm, I'm so grateful I got to see him the one time. And just a classic, if you're not a huge fan of his, you're like, oh, wait, he did that song, too? Oh, wait, that's one of his, too? It's, uh, I, I love his music. Well, He's so good. That's the experience. I think it's near universal when you go to one of his shows. He's like 20 songs in. The band is 20 songs in. You think, surely that's all of his songs that I know and love. And then there's six more. Remember there was a girl in college who wore a Tom Petty pin on her uh, jean jacket. The picture of his face. I always thought Where that was Where is that strange. gal now? Because uh, she thought he was hot. And, uh, you know, that's the one thing I didn't think he was. was uh, I just thought it was interesting that he was... He As was... a straight guy? <laughs> nobody cares! Talk about nobody cares about Joe Scarbo. I just thought it was... On time. Nobody cares who thought, you think is hot! I just thought it was a co- interesting a college girl wearing a Tom Petty button. All the time. Like, always. She was attracted to quirky blonde Southerners. Apparently. It was her type. If you are not attractive, fellas... Learn an instrument. Yeah, that does help, apparently. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, i got to tell you, with all the sad news over the last couple of days, I needed a break, so I went large. I went out and I bought $65 worth of scratchers. Oh, <laughs> that away. Ooh, bought? You mean invested? Yes, yes. It was a grand investment. Didn't win anything yet, but I still have It's a four. long-term investment. Yes, I still have four more to go. We're going to do one each day. It'll take me to the end of the week. That'll help uh, take the edge off and keep it off. There you go. So, yeah. And I, I was going to go for 60 but I said, nah, we always do the even numbers. Let's do something odd. So we oh, did 65 yeah. That makes a lot of sense, shaking it up, trying a new approach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're sure to win. You're yes. like the Elon Musk of squandering your money. Very innovative. Well, you might want to be in the room where I go on my screed about how I think gambling is what was uh, rotting the soul of this uh, gentleman that shot up Vegas because he, uh, man, he was into it, uh, among other things. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Tuesday, October the third, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go for better or worse at Mark. Hello, CD listeners. We've come to the point in this album where those listening on cassette or records will have to stand up or sit down and turn over the record or tape. In fairness to those listeners, we'll now take a few seconds before we begin side two. Thank you. Here's side two. <laughs> there you go. Now that's, that's showmanship. Oh, that's fantastic. What album is that from? That was at the end of the Running Down a Dream song, uh, but because right. I'm modern and I only listen to like greatest hits and essentials sure. playlists, I don't know which album it was gotcha. from. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, the Vegas Massacre, more questions and answers. We're going to get into that a bit. Gun control debate reigniting, and the Equifax data hack just got worse. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Those lying SOBs at Equifax. 
I hate those people. Yep. Um, what are their... Uh, no, how's mailbag look? Ah, uh, I haven't decided. You haven't decided how it looks? I haven't decided how to approach it. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be wallowing in you-know-what today. I can't. I won't. Somebody else wants to wallow, wallow. I will not wallow. No wallowing. And I'm a wallower from way back, so me not wallowing is a statement. No wallowing from Joe Getty. I have to talk about the wallowing on the news. I'm not sure it's all healthy. I'm not sure all the wallowing is oh, healthy. Oh, I'm sure it's not. Uh, so, yeah. And we'll have the latest on everything. I hope you can stay with us, because we got like two days worth of show to put in today's show, you know? Stay with us. You're listening to and, and Tom Petty all morning long on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Good tune. They're all good tunes. You got a favorite Tom Petty song? Are you disgusted by that very question? I think that is the most idiotic question I have ever been asked on the topic of music. I don't know. It, it would change. It would change. Off the top of your head, hit me with your favorite Tom Petty song. I won't back down. Gotcha. Which he wrote after somebody tried to burn his house down. Oh, really? Bruce Springsteen? I don't. I can't imagine. I'm going to go with Stop Dragging My Heart Around for my favorite Tom Petty song. It's awfully good. Off the top of my head. A little Stevie Nicks helping her in her yeah. whole witch dress thing. <laughs> swirling around, banging her tambourine. Some doves involved. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. Here, I tell you what. Mailbag. Whee! This also, this music right here, TP and the Heartbreaker. No, this was his solo without the Heartbreakers. Heartbreakers right. were not playing the he, organ on this. He taught himself to play the organ over the course of many months, Tom Petty did, in order to play this song. Because he heard it in his head. He heard it in his heart. He had to get it out. Yeah, this is going well. <laughs> so, uh, dear Armstrong and Getty, uh, this is a note from me. I think I, you turn it off, this stupid music. Turn it off! <laughs> A friend of mine told me last night at dinner he loves it when we do that. Um, if you're a fan of Michael Savage, you love that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that organ sound. That sounds, it's just the way he plays. It reminds you know, I, me of I, when I was a child. But that's that's enough. That's enough. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. I can't stand that music. <laughs> it's just it, having enough. And it happens that fast. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did something uh, this morning I haven't done. I think I've probably done twice in 20 years. I just turned the radio off and, and rode to work in silence. I didn't even want to listen to music. You're a man who's about to snap. Eh, I don't think so. I'm maybe a man who's about to check out, but not in, you know, mm. the uh, you know the gun and mouth way or anything like that. But no, I just I couldn't take it. I, I hated the news. I hated the commentary. I hated the, the I just, just, I didn't want any of it. Mm. None of it. I did, now it, that I'm here... I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad we do what we do. I'm very happy for that. Yeah, it was hard to find news I was interested. It didn't take long to go through my news last night. Because yeah. I'm interested in the latest on the psychopath. I've just always liked that. I've liked crime dramas. I've liked psychological profiles. I'm interested in what's, you know, in this guy's head. Well, and trying to unravel evil is an impulse I think a lot of us have. But trying the, to figure out what's going on. But the individual stories of I saw this person that do this and get shot there, I, I don't want to hear that. I just, I don't need that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So uh, our theme today, now oh, we have a couple of themes. Where, where was that other one? It didn't happen. Effing printer decided to mess with me today. So he sounds like a man about to snap. No, I'm not going to snap. He's mad at inanimate objects. No. He's riding alone in the dark. 
Uh, a lot of quiet. A lot of muttering. A lot of muttering. There is a lot of muttering. Oh my god! Yes, you think you've heard muttering? You just wait. I got some muttering to mutter. His favorite We're, song is "I Won't Back Down." That's right. Um. So, uh, somebody, our theme is is uh, dark humor today. Here's Tim writes. Now Tom Petty too. These things always happen in fifty ones. Another clue why oh, they call me. That's rough. That's bad, rough. Bad Tim. Um. What's that a reference to? I don't know. Fifty ones. The celebrities always dying in threes. Well, that I get. Yeah, the right. 51. But that was I thought from the way an, Jack reacted. I thought it was from an outdated number of the the shooting victims. So he was adding Tom Petty to that. Right, oh, these that's deaths a always. Stretch. Yeah. Oh, signs, no, that's clearly what he's saying. You don't. What did you think the joke was? I didn't get it at all. Oh well, that's the joke. Fifty people died at the music concert, and now Tom oh, Petty. Oh, I see. Which is he a wrote that rough, one. Is, yeah, pretty yeah. rough joke. That is uh, right. That's why they call you Bad Tim. Bad Tim. S S S S S W A T P C. Sean. 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 What about the Putin call? <laughs> is his sign off? So he's not entirely bad, Tim. <laughs> God dang it! That's funny. And then we get this. This text, this email rather, with an attachment to it. That's the one that I can't figure out where it went. Um, you know, anybody with, you know, like Psych 101 under their belt understands that people deal with stuff that's too heavy, dark, and awful, uh, usually, often through humor. That's why, you know, Cop shop humor and, and, and emergency room humor is as dark as it is. You got to diffuse and newsrooms too. Um, you got to diffuse it somehow. But if you're not there, it comes off incredibly coarse and awful and mean. Right, exactly. Unfeeling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a, uh, a note from somebody who said uh, they did find the shooter's Facebook page. He had one. And here's a screen capture. And it was a picture of the guy. And the caption was. If I get woken up by this effing country concert one more time, dot, dot, dot. Mm. So now, is that somebody just trying to deal with the unthinkable through humor, or is that somebody with no human soul? I think it's more of the former. I think it probably is, too. Uh, that's just Are stupid. there any other pictures of this dude? I think it's interesting. What kind of life have you lived? I think it says something about his life. If the only picture anybody can come up uh, with of you in 18 hours of talking to all your friends and relatives is you with your eyes half closed and you're in the middle of talking. Doing that's, a shot at a bar. That's the oh. only snapshot anybody's taking of you. You know, most of us, we pass. There's a lot of pictures out there friends and family have taken. You've lived a weird life where all you've got is, ah, that picture. Very strange. So here's a nice note from Jeff. Uh, Roger Waters, uh, one, another one of my musical heroes who uh, lives, as far as I know, from Pink Floyd, uh, who I saw, and uh, the concert was obnoxiously political. Just obnoxious. Over the top. Everyone agrees with me. Anyone with a human soul couldn't disagree with me. It was just so obnoxious. Evidently now he's taken, He's he and his band at the end of the show, take a knee. In solidarity oh, really? With at the, the concert? Oh. And anti-Trump. Can I have my money back now? Oh, Jesus. Oh. Roger, please. Thank- hey, thanks for writing Comfortably Numb. Please go away. Oh, my God. And then finally this. Oh, we're going to be talking to Tim the Lawyer at 7 o'clock about uh, the Supreme Court's uh, session this time around. Man, they got some big cases. They got a gerrymandering. Or do you say gerrymandering case? 
you know, fixed congressional districts. How far is too far for the Constitution? They have the uh, they got a worker thing that's significant. Uh, they got uh, the I was going to leave the gay cakes for last because that's what I'm about the cakes. Um, what was the other big one? A big one, a blockbuster. That's the uh, can they search your phone? Oh yeah, the cell phone privacy. Can they get? From your cell phone provider, your tracking information, because it pings you. It knows where you've been. Surely they can't. Without a warrant? Or does it take a warrant? What's the threshold? What does the privacy say? And and the reason it's such a big issue, and let me steal some of Tim's thunder here, uh, just because some of you go-getters have to be at the office by 7. Um, the whole question of... If you entrust another private party with information, have you given up all your privacy rights? Or is it something closer to attorney pri- uh, attorney client privilege or something like that? And man, in the electronic age, that is a monster for the Supreme Court to take a look at. I'm just hoping they don't want to do, in a very narrow ruling, the justices... No, we don't need a narrow ruling. We need a big, fat ruling. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk to Tim about that. But uh, the Gakes, that is, this, this story is undoubtedly, undoubtedly, the shadow, the giant shadow image case in that the, the case itself, whether a gay feller can get a cake, is really not that big a deal. I mean, if, if you're a gay guy, with all due respect, you go to somewhere they don't like the gay fellas, don't want to make you a cake, you know what? F them. You don't want to give them your money anyway. You go somewhere that's happy to have your business, you give them your money. Which would be practically everywhere. That's right. Virtually everywhere. Um, but anyway, the gay uh, decision is getting a lot of uh, attention, whether a Colorado breaker, uh, baker can say, no, I don't want to decorate a birthday cake or a, a wedding cake for a couple of gay fellers because it's against my religious beliefs. And I made the point that you can't compel somebody to exercise their creative arts, their creative expression uh, for a cause they don't believe in. Unless, my friends, you are willing to force the Indigo Girls to write a pro-Trump campaign song and keep at it. Until he's happy with it. Because that's what you're talking about. I can't come up with a reason why that analogy doesn't work. Feel free to poke holes in my analogies, if you like. I love a good analogy. I love an analogy as much as a dog. No. Not. (laughs) What? (laughs) You thought? I was going to. I was going to. No. You almost got it right, Joe, writes Joe in Stockton. See, I issued my ruling on this case yesterday. Except you limited it to artistic expression. No one can be compelled to perform any labor uh, except by withholding payment, uh, involuntary servitude, blah, blah. If you read the text of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, Title II, which uh, before bed last night, a bakery does not fit the definition of a public accommodation affecting interstate commerce. Glad I could clear this up for you. Yeah, the whole interstate thing always, I hate, oh, that, I hate that coming oh into these decisions. God, the Commerce Clause. You know, a lot of you want to eliminate the Second Amendment. Well, we we have a, a, a republic. We can discuss that. We can discuss anything you want. I want to get rid of the Commerce Clause in the Constitution. It has done more damage to liberty than than really probably anything else in the Constitution. But to- which is, it gives the power to Congress to regulate interstate commerce, and then bit by bit by bit by bit, 
the the lawyers of America have decided that, well, let's see, if, if Jack really likes this highlighter and, and he offers me a dollar for it, well, that could affect highlighter sales all over the country by lowering the price. So, yeah, I guess we can, the federal government can regulate Joe selling Jack this highlighter because it could affect interstate commerce. It's just been stretched to be like a, like a pair of old underpants. It's been stretched to the point that it just doesn't work anymore. I put on my underwear. Thank you, Alex. Alec. Alec? Alec. So to not be too complicated, so the gay cake thing you see is different than laws making it uh, so so hotels, restaurants can't say no black people. Right. My, well, yeah, and, and part of it, part of it is, uh, well, my ruling was based on the idea of is it a, is what you do a commodity like a you know providing a hotel room which you do every night a hundred of them three hundred sixty five nights a year one cannot be really differentiated from the other or is it a creative endeavor? The guy doesn't want to uh, decorate a cake. That's creativity. How about if he's already got a cake? He doesn't want to sell it to him. Well, that's if they're gay. Is that, that different? To me is discrimination. Yeah, that's okay. just weird. Or you know you could you know I don't like black people so I'm not going to sell them a cake. I mean that'd just be bizarre and and discriminatory and weird. What if you don't you don't like black people, so you're not going to make them a cake? That's the creative part. That that would be well. That's a now that, that now, would make uh, you a very strange person. Well, well, yeah, and an a hole. You're an a hole. I don't want you. I don't, I wouldn't eat your cake if it was the best cake in the world. If off, racist scum. My wife is my a, ruling. My wife made a pumpkin pie for her birthday. She made a pumpkin pie for her own birthday. Yeah. Why wouldn't she? Yeah. She wants a pie. Are you going to make a pie? I could, but it wouldn't be that good. Although, yeah. she was very disappointed. We sat down to eat the pie, and uh, she noticed right off the bat she'd left the salt out. She said, and the salt brings out all the flavor. Oh, she left the salt out of the pie. I'm yeah. sorry. I thought she like she to... left the salt shaker on the table. No, she forgot, to put, the... <laughs> she forgot to put salt in the pie. Ah, dang it. And that's where all the flavor comes from. Dang. I thought it was still good enough to eat half of it last night. Oh, boy. Could you not tell a difference? It wasn't as flavorful as usual, but... Okay. It wasn't a big deal to me. <laughs> Could you salt the pie like it was a fried egg? Yeah, it doesn't work that way. No? No, mm. doesn't work that way. Mm. This is Tom Petty all morning long. He's got enough songs to go all morning long pretty e- easily, I think. So Marshall's news coming up. we got a lot more on the way. Oh, wow. There's a new uh, computer program out that can listen to your voice and then start creating you talking. Yeah. You can type in you talking and it'll sound like you. Yeah. How awesome is that? It's awful. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Boy, the gun argument is fully on, as usual. Uh, Some interesting statistics out there from different places. Jimmy Kimmel um, got broken up last night on his show talking about uh, the country and the shooting and gun violence. So I suppose we ought to play that because... For whatever reason, when a celebrity like Jimmy Kimmel jumps in, it has a great impact on the discussion. So uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the Las Vegas police continuing to investigate the deadliest mass shooting in recent U.S. history. At least 59 people dead. More than 500 others injured after the gunman fired into the crowded concert on the Vegas Strip. Police recovering 23 weapons in his hotel. 23? Yes. Wow. And 19 at his home in Mesquite, Nevada, along with thousands of rounds of ammo and several pounds of explosive materials in his car. Did you know that in a lot of places, I didn't know this, in a lot of places in the world, because of um, 
Like in India, that they had that horrifying hotel attack where right. 270-some people died. All right, yeah. But in a lot of chunks of the world, to get into a hotel, you have to do the full-on like you're getting in, going into an airport thing. And a lot right. of places in the world where they've had restaurant bombings, to go into a restaurant, you have to do the full-on go through a metal detector, take everything out of your pockets, no bags. Wow. Uh, is that headed to the United States? And what a what a drag that would be. To eliminate something that is so incredibly unlikely, but obviously awful. Yeah, boy, Las Vegas. I mean, you know, money at this point is not everybody's prime concern, but the idea that you can't just walk in and out of a hotel casino, just walk down the strip and go in there, go, uh, let's go in there, you know, quickly. No, you have to wait in line everywhere and go through security everywhere. Maybe you have that to will be... fundamentally change the experience. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. President Trump heading to Puerto Rico this morning. He was on Air Force One. He was talking about the investigation into the massacre. The sick man, a demented man, a lot of problems, I guess. And uh, we're looking into him very, very seriously. But we're dealing with a very, very sick individual. Speaking of the gun debate, don't be surprised, people, if Trump makes a major left turn on guns. He could easily do that, don't you think? As a lifetime New York liberal? Yeah. Um, he could all of a sudden decide that, you know, we've, we've got to really crack down on this gun thing. That, that wouldn't shock me a bit. The shooter reportedly had a pension for guns, high-stakes video poker, and he made a fortune, his brother says, in real estate. It turns- yeah, he's a multimillionaire with yeah. lots of houses, yeah. so take away, unless he lost it all gambling recently. He'd been doing some heavy gambling mm-hmm. recently. It uh, turns out that his father, the shooter's father, was a notorious fugitive bank robber who had ties to Oregon. He, uh, the dad, was arrested in Springfield, Oregon in 1978. He was running a bingo parlor. He had escaped from a Texas prison in 1968. He had been on the FBI's most wanted list since he got out of that prison. The FBI says he was uh, diagnosed as a psychopath, suicidal, and dangerous, and used various aliases, including Big Daddy, Chrome Dome, and Old Baldy. Yeah, I don't know if that's in, uh, necessary to the story, but it's kind of funny. But so Shooter's dad was labeled a psychopath by the FBI yes. and was on their most wanted list. Yes. Which is, being a psychopath is something that uh, is often hereditary, so who knows? That's interesting. I was just going to ask. And, and what do we hear? That's It's some single-digit percentage of us are, are psychopaths, meaning we, we completely lack human feeling. Right. Right. For Or compassion for other humans. Turns out the massive Equifax data breach could be impacting more people than expected. An investigation by a cybersecurity firm has found another two and a half million more U.S. consumers who could be impacted. That brings the total to more than 145 million people who had their personal information accessed or stolen. You know, you just have to spend a half hour today and get your credit frozen. According to all the experts, that's what you do. So nobody can use that right. information to open a new line of credit, take out a loan, a credit card, whatever, on you. Uh, it's, you know, it'll cost you a few bucks. Uh, it'll cost you a little bit of your time, and then you have to call and unfreeze it when you go to buy that new car or used car. Do these companies have a responsibility to let the public know when your information has been hacked and is out there? Or do they get to keep it to themselves for months as they formulate right. their legal plan and sell their stocks and do their thing? Right. Because they they own something of mine, my information. Mm -hmm. Equifax knew about it six months before they made it public. Meanwhile, the uh, former CEO, Richard Smith, he uh, announced his retirement last month in the wake of the uh, breach. He is going to be testifying before Congress starting today. 
Oh, boy. Uh, oh, gosh. Congress people go. are going to enjoy beating him up for the cameras. Uh, I don't mind him getting beat up. Right. Yeah, but it is going to absolutely be a footage for back home fest, mm-hmm. which will be fun to watch. Well, yeah, there's no wrong <laughs> side of the issue. Everybody can just beat him up. Right. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I like it. Beating him up? Oh, yeah. Publicly? Oh, yeah. Public Yell flogging. Him, call him names. Make him answer the questions. Well, well we uh, we did our best. No, you didn't! Well, we attempted to. You did not! <laughs> That'll be great. Can they, can they, somebody younger, fitter congressman just come right over the desk and, <laughs> and grapple with him? Can he actually be in those wooden things with your head and your hands sticking out? Yes! Stockade. Yes! Put him in the, the pillory! <laughs> Throw tomatoes at him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm all for that. It would be unusual in modern American history to have a guy there in the wooden thing with his head and hands sticking out. Some would suggest it's cruel and unusual. <laughs> But I'd be all for it. Who's against it? Nobody. Well, the Eighth Amendment. (laughs) You're a stickler. (laughs) But if you start doing it a lot, it's cruel, but it's not unusual. Right. Uh, So we're playing Tom Petty music all day long. The media really mangled uh, the story of Tom Petty all day long as he briefly pulled a Jesus thing in the middle of the day. Or so it would seem. Yeah. That was pretty obvious what was going on, but they've got to rush to the, to, you know, tell you what's happening. Stay tuned for all the latest news coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yet another great Tom Petty song. I heard him criticized uh, one time for his songs are really simple, and he said, yeah, you try writing one. <laughs> wow. Who, who criticized him for that? Where are they? And how soon can I fight them? Uh, a couple of texts we got. We got Tom Petty music all day long. The uh, How the media had him dead, then alive, then dead again yesterday. Uh, Jesus-like. We'll, we'll get to that. That was just unconscionable on the media's part, I think. But anyway, a couple of texts before we talk to Alex Stone live in Las Vegas. Uh, we're getting The thing we're getting wrong about the gay cake thing, the gay cake thing, is it's about the wedding, not about the gay person. You're 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 not willing to participate in the wedding. It's mm-hmm. not because they're gay. So if they show up and they're gay and they want to buy a cake, you would sell them the cake. Sure. I guess is what these people would say. Uh, and a lot of people are missing that. And uh, it was signed off with KSYWP. Keep salting your wife's pot. <laughs> which Very is, nice. Which is a good one. Very nice. Uh, so uh, Tim Sandifer, Tim the lawyer, to talk about the Supreme Court session uh, this time around. It's a blockbuster. Just a couple of minutes right now. We go to Alex Stone, ABC correspondent in Las Vegas. Reporting on the uh, latest of the uh, horrifying shooting. Alex, uh, welcome. What's the uh, latest? What do we know? Well, guys, the big question right now is is why. Why he carried this out. There's two different images of this guy uh, showing up now. One, you've got family members and friends who say he was a well-off retiree, that he had uh, quite a bit of money in the bank, that he had done well in his life, that he had uh, different properties, that uh, he had uh, been into gambling and had made some money. And uh, that he was a, a calm, happy guy. His brother saying no, that Stephen uh, wasn't really into guns. He had a couple of handguns, but not into much. Then you have police saying he had 42 guns. 23 of them were in the room with him. Uh, quite a few of them were long guns. Some of them modified so that they could fire, according to sources, in auto mode or simulated auto mode uh, to, to be able to pull off what he pulled off on Sunday night. He set up a, a video camera, according to one source, to record uh, his attack as he carried wow. it out. What was he, he thinking with that, special, I wonder? He, yeah, he brought in a special type of hammer so that he could get through the thick, high-rise-style glass 
to, to break that glass and be able to punch it out. He had apparently done quite a bit of planning. And at his house, explosives were found, explosive materials, more guns were found there. So this wasn't just some guy that didn't really like guns but had a couple of handguns. He had a whole lot of stuff and very powerful guns uh, that could send uh, bullets that, that go right through any kind of uh, at least soft body armor that the police would be wearing. Uh, and, but police can't uh, figure out right now why he did this. They, they, they cannot find the motive in this case. Well, they got to quit co- quoting his brother or neighbors or whatever. Oh, yeah, because please, if you they say, know nothing. Well, yeah, because if, 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 if people are saying he, he, he didn't have any guns as far as I knew, and then it turns out he's got you know an arsenal like he's his own army, well, then you didn't know him very well. And so then anything else you say about him is irrelevant. Alex. Yeah, and I mean, clearly, clearly he also knew how to use guns to be able to, even though he was spraying the crowd and didn't have to do a whole lot of, uh, uh, of aiming, there are no cars on Las Vegas Boulevard that got hit. Uh, there's no other area, no hotels that got hit. It's only in that venue, and he had to make that shot. So this guy had been using guns. He knew guns, but police say they can't find any link to, to any kind of international terrorism. They don't think there's anything there. ISIS claims that he's a convert to Islam, but they say no, that... Uh, the FBI and, and police say that that's, that's ISIS trying to make a claim for something they didn't do. Uh, there, there's nothing they can find there. Uh, but they also can't find any beefs he had with anybody, any conflicts, any history uh, of crime or violence. They just can't find anything. They're hoping that a laptop computer they found in the hotel room will answer some of this or some of the devices that they found when they executed a search warrant at his house yesterday that potentially they'll be able to see where he was, what he was searching, who he was talking to, any documents on those devices that might answer some of these questions. Well, I tell you what, Alex, I hate to take the fun out of your job, but we will never find any answers that were within 100 miles of satisfying. There aren't any. Yeah. Uh, how many? Yeah. Uh, no, it, 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 it's true. And, uh, but they hope to, to have some guidance. Uh, you know, was he ticked off about something? And, and the, the, the one person that they need to talk to, who hasn't been very helpful up until this point, it appears, is his girlfriend, who may have moved out about a month ago. It seemed like she had been here sooner, but, but now the, the belief is that she had been gone for about a month. She's in Japan. They thought it was the Philippines, but it's Japan. Police say she had nothing to do with this, had no knowledge of the planning, but they want to talk to her about when was he buying these weapons? What was he buying these weapons for? What was he telling you? Because clearly, if they, she moved out a month ago, he likely had gotten at least some of these 42 weapons before a month ago to, to begin accruing these. Uh, what about the explosive stuff? Was he angry at somebody? Why did she move out? What, what was he ticked off at? All of that would be very helpful. They can't force her back, but they would really like to sit down and talk to her. Do you know how many uh, peace officers there were among the, uh, the killed and wounded? Uh, yeah, well, a lot of them were off-duty uh, that, uh, that were hit, uh, who were just attending the, the venue. But on duty, it's uh, one police officer who is now in stable condition, had been critical, and one who has minor injuries. Uh, and then there are LAPD officers, there are uh, LVMPD, the Las Vegas Metro Police Department, who one was killed, uh, others were injured, that, that were attending. But it, just to show you how widespread this all was, L.A. County Fire had firefighters who were hit that, that were attending. Uh, L.A. City Fire had firefighters who were hit. LAPD had police officers who were hit and attending. 22,000 people. Many of the victims now are turning out to have been from California, that, uh, that they had come to, to take part in this three-day festival. Sure. Uh, not many were from the Las Vegas area. Most were from California. Alex Stone, ABC correspondent in Las Vegas. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, you know, they, there's, there's a lot of... 
time and money spent trying to come up with profiles of people. Yeah, I, for a variety of reasons, and and you know everybody's trying to figure out what his profile is. It'd be something if it turns out it doesn't fit anything. We can't find out anything about this guy. I mean, maybe he lost. Maybe he's been rich guy his whole life, lost all his money gambling, and couldn't deal with, you know, saying to everybody, "I'm now broke." That that makes a lot of people have snapped over gambling losses throughout the history. Yeah, a lot of people. But who knows? They'll figure that out. There'll be ways to figure that out. So the Supreme Court is back in session in October with some big cases from gakes to searching your phone to all kinds of different stuff. We're going to talk to fan favorite Tim Malloy coming up. Everybody loves Tim Malloy. Is he still bearded? We'll ask him. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.